This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and what an honor it is. Uh, to serve here in this great ministry to help those that are that people that you might see every uh, every day that you're traveling, maybe at a bus stop, uh, maybe at a supermarket, uh, some sometimes just walking down the street you see someone with a cart pushing some some uh, items in a cart, or you see a, a woman with two children begging at a street corner. Uh, we've been able to really reach out to people that are experiencing homelessness, and for the last ninety nine years, this is our ninety ninth anniversary. Uh, been able to help people and we've weathered the storms. I've been here 30 years. It's been quite a journey. It's been quite an honor. It's been quite a blessing, uh, to, to see the thousands and thousands and thousands of men, women, and children, uh, whose lives have been completely transformed. We're a Christian organization. We want people to know the Lord through Jesus Christ. It's not a criteria. We don't look at, look at people's religions or creeds or nationalities. We just want to help people. Uh, that are going through some really rough times. You know, our whole nation, our whole world is going through rough times. We're going through the uh, pandemic. Uh, we don't know where it's going to end this year. Some said we would have a reprieve during the summertime, uh, but now it seems we may be wearing masks and doing everything we've done for the last year up and through December of this year, maybe into next year. And now the concern is with the variants and with the uh, different mutations of the virus. And I, I think people in general, the ones that I'm, I'm running into in our community and our donors and our supporters, sometimes you get information overload. And uh, many people that I know, maybe you have too, have just kind of disconnected from the news cycles for a brief period of time because it's too much. What's happening at the, the, at the national level, what's happening locally, what's happening with the virus, what's happening with the economy. And I know most people want to be alert and aware of what's going on around them. But sometimes when you just get all you get is negative, 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 negative. That's when your spirit starts to turn negative. And many of the homeless men, women and children that we're that we are helping, they're coming in. They have a, a double whammy. You know, it's very difficult for them to find housing. It's very difficult for them to find some good jobs. It's very difficult for them to cope with their children that are out of school. You know, normally if you're homeless and you're one of our centers and you're a mom or family and you have children, just getting their kids to school is, is an, an issue. But then with the uh, shutdowns and quarantines and sometimes you can go to school and sometimes you can't, then we have to get uh, long distance learning, set up computers, uh, something that we did last year. But it's just very, very daunting and it can become very depressing, almost like, you know, why try? Uh, but we have seen such tremendous miracles, especially in this last year with uh, people that are in our centers in Hollywood and Miami uh, that have just 
overcome. They've done such a tremendous job. They not only worked on themselves, but they've been very much uh, a help in the centers. You know, we've had to cut down on the actual number of people that we can serve in, in, in our centers. We used to serve about 1,000 people a day. Now it's down to about 800, 750, 800 people. And the reason is that the way that our centers are, are, are built uh, in Hollywood and Miami and uh, is that we have dorm settings for a lot of the uh, people that we're helping, and we can't do that. We can't have 30 or 40 people in a dorm. We have to cut that back. We have to do make sure we have the social distancing. We have people sleeping head to toe. We've separated the families out so they have their own rooms, and so we just can't see as many people. Uh, what we're doing a great job in the ones that we are seeing, I'm just worried and concerned about the, the homeless that can't get into a place. I know that the Broward Homeless Initiative Partnership and the Miami Dade Homeless Trust have done a super job in, in helping combat the COVID and working with all the different agencies that are helping the homeless. Uh, but there's more people on the street. Uh, there's the lack of funding. People are looking at their budgets and saying, you know, we had derived our some of our economy, some of our budgeting on local economy, and that's gone down. So it is a very, very difficult time for the homeless. And, and of course, with our, our whole country, with the unemployment, uh, with what's going on in businesses, are they going to be able to stay open and not stay open? And we still have a big question mark uh, on all that's happening. But I do want to say thank you to our supporters and our donors and our prayer partners. We just had a day of prayer. Uh, we have it once a month, uh, and we invite all of our staff. We want to invite our donors and supporters. We do it uh, teleconference-wise or by video conference. And we just want to pray for one another, pray for our country, pray for our troops, you know, pray for our health care workers and so on, our, our, our police officers, fire people, everyone that's involved. We want to pray for one another. And then there's tons of people that have special prayer requests, and we pray for each one of those. In fact, if you're in need of prayer, uh, you can go to caringplace.org slash prayer. That's caringplace.org slash prayer. I'm the only one that gets that. <laughs> Uh, there's no one, no prying eyes going to be on that, and you can leave anonymous, or you can tell us your name if you want me to pray or others to pray for you. We can call you up and pray with you, or we'll include you in our on our prayer time during the week, and especially on our special day of prayer on the third Friday of every month. And uh, you know that I, I find that that really helps people psychologically and and spiritually is that they know that others are caring for them, and that they're not all alone, and that they're not battling things. Uh, by themselves and that there are people that care and I see that I've been I've experienced that in 30 years I've seen people who just care for others of all walks of life all nationalities all faith groups uh, have come out and volunteered have shared their resources have given of their mo their money and their time and their talents uh, in so many different ways uh, to help those that are are struggling that that need a transformation in their life and so I want to say a special thank you to all of our wonderful donors and you know today we're still battling our budget deficit we're, we're not where we're supposed to be either but you can help out in a great way it's only two dollars and ten cents provide a meal and i've said that this hope often begins with the meal you know people come to us a lot of times not because they we have the greatest program it's because they are hungry and they need a place to stay but that is a starting point that's a place where we can actually work with people and say you know uh, if you like what you got here uh, you're not, we're not just giving a, um, a sandwich and some soup, which is not bad if you don't have anything to eat, but we're giving a full, nutritious meal, and you can come part of our program and see if, if it's a fit for you, uh, and then go on with your life. And when people do that, 
Uh, they may be resistant in the beginning, but they start seeing the possibilities. They see how others are transforming. They start reuniting with their families and their loved ones. Uh, they start thinking better thoughts about their future and all that negativity. They've talked themselves that they never change or nothing. They never will be. That starts to evaporate and new things start coming into mind. You can be different. You can succeed. I am special. Uh, I, I am worthy. And you see that right before your eyes. And so it's a wonderful time. And you can help us, you know, $2.10 for one meal. You can't almost get a cup of coffee for that anymore. Uh, you go to our website at caringplace.org slash heart. This is for our February Heart for the Homeless campaign. That's caringplace.org slash heart. Show some love for the homeless. Uh, we just had Valentine's Day last week, and we're still having our Heart for the Homeless campaign during the entire t a month of February. For $21, it's 10 meals. And I know there's some people that are listening can do much more than that. And so whatever the Lord lays on your heart or whatever you feel compelled to do, we really would appreciate your support. It helps us, especially during these early winter months. Uh, you know, the rest of the nation is battling frigid cold weather. I have a son that lives out in Houston with his family, and they've experienced the wrath of Mother Nature and uh, sleeping in their cars with their, with their air conditioner, with their heater on rather. And it's, it's been a mess. So but down here, we also, even though we have great weather right now, we are still battling homelessness at a at a increased level, and we need your support. Another way you can help us, which is a very unique way, we do this every winter, is our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. And you can go to our website at caringplace.org slash missionhope. This is a way, uh, if you go there, there, you'll see there, we'll send you out purple bags. Tells you what we want in those purple bags, and they're hygiene products. Uh, we use a ton of them all during the year. Uh, so we're looking for a toothbrush, toothpaste, combs, uh, socks, washcloths, deodorant, razors, shaving cream, those kind of things. The smaller sizes are so perfect for us. Uh, we're serving about 800 people every single day. That's a lot of hygiene products. And can you imagine if you didn't have a chance to brush your teeth or comb your hair or wash your face. So there's a good way to go to help us. Go to your local supermarket and look for the BOGOs. Buy one, get one free. That's caringplace.org slash Mission Hope. Well, stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited. We have with us on the phone today... Jorge Ramirez, he is the branch manager for UniFirst. Jorge, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Leanne, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I have to tell you, um, I'm so thankful. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is now behind us, but I have to thank you one more time for the amazing, huge blessing that you sent our way uh, not only did you donate these beautiful, wonderful items for our event, for the Thanksgiving event that we did, but you actually sent the driver. They came. They brought everything to us. I mean, I cannot thank you. I have to thank you a thousand times uh, for doing something so amazing. So uh, tell our listeners, what exactly did you give us for Thanksgiving? Well, absolutely, uh, Leanne. And again, it's it's a pleasure to be here, and we're very thankful to be in this community in Miami uh, we we made sure that, you know, especially with everything that's going on in the pandemic and, you know, uh, the being safe around everyone, we know that you needed to have some form of sanitizers. Uh, we delivered hand sanitizer dispensers, the automatic ones. Uh, there was also a, a pallet of gallons of sanitizers that you use to distribute throughout the event. 
as well as packaged small personal sanitizers that you could hand out to anyone there. Uh, some gloves, nitrile gloves, and uh, uh, three-ply masks that people were able to use to maintain that social distance and uh, keep within CDC regulations. And, and, you know, I mean, because of the pandemic, obviously, this is such a huge uh, blessing because we were serving our residents in the program, but also the outside guests. I mean, these are individuals that are homeless, that are sleeping on the sidewalk, that they, they really don't have access to a lot of the thing, these things that you donated. So I got to tell you, because I remember the many comments that we got, and not only for the residents and the outside guests, but also from the volunteers. I mean, this was, again, this was huge because everybody's about safety nowadays, right? Uh, the gloves, the quality of the gloves, the, the, the actual portable sanitizing stations, what a hit. So I cannot thank you enough for, for all of that. And now tell us about Unifirst because your company is so wonderful. And I'm all about supporting companies that are also giving back to our community. So tell us about Unifirst. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, Unifirst is one of North America's largest workwear and textile service companies. We provide managed uniform and protective clothing, uh, custom corporate image apparel programs to uh, diverse uh, business industries. Uh, in addition to outfitting more than 2 million workers in clean uniforms each workday, we also have a hand in keeping their businesses clean, safe, and healthy through our facility service programs, allowing us to be a single source solution for a variety of needs. And, you know, we built our company from the ground up. Uh, I say we because we're a very family-oriented company. Uh, the core values of our company, which still remain in place today, a customer focus, you know, respect for others, and a commitment to quality, servicing local businesses, customers via 260 centers throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe, our flexible rental, lease, and purchase programs, you know, they're all accessible and scalable and economical. Whether your organization is a national, regional, or local scope, you'll always have the highest quality products and services as Unifirst customers. So uh, our mission really is to be recognized as the leading provider of quality uniforms and facility service programs. We guarantee a total customer satisfaction and our continuous customer focus enables us to grow, to provide an equitable return on investment, but in reality, uh, to create an ongoing career opportunities for our employees. You know, we're committed to conducting our businesses in a fair, honest, and responsible manner uh, in accordance with all the environmental and government regulations, you know, uh, especially now more than ever. Safety is a priority to our organization, and being involved with the community allows us to make sure we contribute back, and, and we give back to those that support us. Absolutely. And and let me tell you, uh, yes, you're right, especially now, right? It's so important uh, that we have all these items that you mentioned and the quality. And it, and it's not because you guys gave this to us as a donation. The quality of, like, for example, the portable uh, stations that you brought, which I know any business would be interested in having right about now, right? I mean, it's so convenient. But the quality was amazing. They look beautiful, right? And, and again, the volunteers were like, oh, my God, how did you guys get this? We, we kept on saying your name. We kept on actually telling everybody we had gotten it from you guys. Uh, because it's something new to us. This is something that we didn't have before. We only had the ones that you actually install on the walls for the sanitizing. And the portable ones are super easy because you can actually move them everywhere. Yeah, in, in reality, that's, that's what it's all about, is having accessibility of a safety product, 
you know, especially now with everything going on, uh, if if you feel like it's at hand's reach and you can access a sanitizer or a soap, uh, you're going to be able to use it. You know, your staff, your volunteers, or or anybody that walks in through somebody's doors, like a customer, if they have an office building or a restaurant. The moment someone sees a hand sanitizer stand uh, and they'll know that that business, that customer has taken the, the right approach to making sure that they're being safe. And if they're being safe with the customer's lives, you know, they have to be doing everything else right. So it's important to have the right image, the right procedures in place. And certainly the products that we provide uh, on top of the many, you know, safety products, uh, they have to have that, e- that accessibility for customers to use. I, I agree. And, and let me tell you something. Everybody's uh, concern for the pandemic is different. And I think uh, we all should be very aware and very uh, considerate with, their, you know, with the way that everybody feels out there, right? I mean, I have people that, that are not too careful, and then I have individuals that are way, way too careful. So I, I, I agree with you. You always have to be on the, on the side of safety first and, and think about everybody, right? Because, again, everyone is very different. You know, we all think in different ways about the pandemic. So it's better to have everything that you need than not have it, right? And so if any one of our listeners right now would like to reach out to UniFirst and, and would like to know more about all the products that you have, how can they get in touch with you guys? Oh, absolutely. They can give us a call at 305-887-7719, and they're going to be able to speak to somebody at our local end, or one of our representatives will point them in the right direction. Uh, they can always visit Unifirst, that's U-N-I-F-I-R-S-T, Dot com and learn more about our company, about our different facility services that we provide. Uh, and even with the pandemic now, uh, Leanne, there is a different mindset that's going to change the way we think about doing everyday business. Uh, we look at often our, our staff that comes through the doors, and, and whether it be an industrial wear or at a restaurant, uh, having the appropriate program to make sure that your staff feels safe will reduce turnover, will reduce sick time, you know, workers' compensation claims, uh, and then the facility service side of it. If you have the appropriate paper products, soap products, uh, you know, sanitizers, it'll allow your customers to feel like that you're taking care of them, especially when now when everybody's worried about, you know, a transmittal of uh, any sort of, you know, viral infections, everyone wants to make sure that a clean and safe environment they can feel comfortable in. I, I agree. And even after, okay, let's, let's hope, right, that we're going to start a new year and that things are going to start getting better. I don't see the reason why we should stop using all those products, okay? I think this is something that we need to continue to do, right? I mean, for myself, I have to tell you, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan of sanitizer before, but now I know it's important and I know now it's very helpful. So I will continue to use it. So why not? I mean, even even when the pandemic wouldn't be a concern anymore, which I don't know, right? I mean, God knows when we're going to have that day that we're able to do that. But even when that happens, why not continue to be safe and continue to, you know, give that assurance to everyone that is around us uh, that, hey, we're taking care of you. We're thinking of you and your safety and your health. So let's give them one more time uh, the phone number and the website. And to our listeners, if you're driving, if you're busy, uh, and you're not able to get that information now from Jorge, no problem. You can call me here at the mission. I have all of the information for UniFirst, and I'll be able to give it to you myself again. So go ahead, Jorge, the website and the phone number one more time. 
Absolutely. You can visit us at unifirst.com. That's U-N-I-F-I-R-S-T.com. Or give us a call at 305-887-7719. And if you're in the Pompano or West Palm area or wherever you're located throughout the U.S., you know, you can always look us up on Google just by searching Unifirst and your closest facility and the phone number attributed to that location. Click on them, give them a call, and we'll reach out to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for everything that you do for all of us in the community. Uh, we cannot wait to talk to you again. Thank you uh, for everything, Jorge. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today, Ricardo Fernandez. He is from First Global, but we're here today to talk about something beautiful that he's doing welcome ricardo thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me Leanne. thank you so much ah ricardo i want to take another opportunity i know i have thanked you so many times since we met <laughs> but i want to thank you once again for not only having a wonderful partnership with silvana which we interviewed in another show um to help others and to you know to help orchestrate if i may say and make sure that Silvana from CSB Kitchen is able to deliver meals to us for the homeless individuals that come to our centers. Tell me, you know, how and why and how did you guys come up with that idea? Well, uh, one day we are, well, we are really good friends. We met a long time ago. So one day uh, she just, um, we were like updating. She told me, look what I'm doing. I thought it was amazing. She's an amazing cook. And I said, hey, why don't we do this bad for the most in need, for the, you know, the homeless and, and, and this partner, and let's try to help others. And she was like, wow, that's, a, uh, that's an amazing idea. She always wanted to help. I always wanted to help. And we said, let's do it. Just do it. Uh, and, and that's how it came. And that's how we started. I mean, so far, so good. Uh, delivering really healthy meals to the most in need. So, yes. And and so she it. does she does the amazing cooking and you help with something that is also very important because you don't necessarily cook but what do you help with and how do you do it? Well, I'm uh, at the moment at the beginning and and by now I'm uh, using my own resources which are uh, uh, little resources that are uh, enough to start helping and at the same time we are like promoting our webpage really strong to get members and donations for people that want to help. Important to say that sewing yourself for every single donation is matching dollar to dollar uh, for, for, for people uh, that want to join the cause. So you can see that on the webpage. And me and myself and the company, we're going to keep pushing, keep, uh, keep being with the, with the most in need. And people that want to donate and help, go to the webpage, they can donate. And we will match dollar to dollar with them. And they can do so much more in your website because I know we talked about it in a, a Spanish interview that we did earlier. And so the, the website is www.zoe, like the name, Z-O-E, in yourself.com. So when they go to that website, they can actually... Um, they can actually uh, subscribe, right? Uh, you told me that they can mm -hmm. write a blog. I mean, they can use it for other things, but there is also that opportunity, and it's free. It's free to subscribe. I should mention that right away. Uh, but they also can help you help Silvana and at the same time 
help our community, those that are homeless. To me, it's a win-win. <laughs> I cannot see anything yep. more beautiful than having, um, you know, doing business with people that actually are helping and giving back to our community. I love that concept, right? Sign me up. Okay, what do I need to do? So this is what you're doing. I know if I, you made that introduction so that you guys can get to us. And um, I remember giving you kind of like a half of a tour, right? I couldn't give you the full tour because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm so happy that you guys saw the need, the need of helping homeless and hungry individuals. And and the meals, I should say, and I know you know this, um, but the residents mm -hmm. are very happy to receive them, right? So you are investing in, in something that, you know, it's giving people a lot of joy. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, so uh, we're going to, we want to say the website one once again, and uh, I know your friends, you, everybody's helping. Our listeners should also get encouraged and see how they can help. Tell us that website once again, Ricardo. Yeah, the website is Zoe in Yourself, C-O-E in Yourself. Uh, and basically uh, anybody, any single donation helps more uh, for, for every $10, we, we approximately can match uh double that amount and we can approximately help six to seven uh, people in need so any single donation is important and most important if you don't have the resources to donate please subscribe become a member it's free and please write on the blog and please let us know we love to interview all our members know their experience and make a big global community it's not only about donations it's to make a community of awareness and help so in yourself Miami Rescue Mission, and more important, the people in need. Thank you so much, and thank you for joining us today, Zoe, in yourself. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Well, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and I love this part of the program because I get to talk to people who are uh, telling their story, going through life change, and, uh, you know, some of these stories, they really break your heart when you hear and find out what's happened to men and women um, as they come into our programs, this isn't like, oh, wow, I get to go to the Miami Rescue Mission or, oh, wow, I get to go to Broward Outreach Centers. But, you know, God really has a way of just changing people when they get here. And I have with me today, I have Francisco. He's sitting across from me. I wish you could see uh, how these people sit in front of me. They are dressed up, uh, shirt and tie. They look amazing. They look like they're the CEO of a company. And Francisco, you could be telling me that. I, I just, when I look at you, I say, wow, you look like a CEO of a company. But you're here to tell your story today. So Francisco, thank you for being with here and with us today. And let's go back in, in time. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I came from a good family. My father was a doctor. Uh, my mother had her own business. Uh, I lost my father when I was 11. And we were three boys and one younger sister. And strange turn of events. Uh, my middle brother wound up with lung cancer. Mm. And he had never smoked. Mm. And during that time... I was trying to save a failed marriage, and unfortunately, I wasn't there for him as much as I should have been. Uh, six months after going through treatment, uh, they decided to pull the plug on him, and I wound up holding his eyes closed for six and a half minutes. Mm. 
wow. till he passed. Uh, that was devastating to me. Mm. Uh, I took it at the time like that was my penance for not being there, even though now I know that it, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And six months later, I lost my other brother. Uh, my mother was devastated. Uh, I was always the doer of the family. And I had made a comment to her. I said, uh, you know, Mom, I prayed for God to save both of them. Mm. And I feel like he didn't answer my prayers, like he wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. Her answer floored me when she looked at me and she said, why should he? Mm. She says, how often do you take five minutes out of your day to thank God for what you have? Just to talk to him. And I took that, you know, and it was very hard pill to swallow. Six months later, I lost my mother. Oh. And I had to hold her eyes closed while she died. I found myself basically going into a downward spiral. I started drinking real heavily. And I realized that I was just losing control of everything. And for a person who was always in control, that yeah, was a very hard pill to swallow. And... You know, it seemed like uh, there was always an endless bottle. You know, I would drink and drink and drink until I passed out. And when I passed out, you know, I didn't dream. I felt no pain. So I just kept on doing it. Now, where were you living through this time? I was living in Kendall, Kendall. at the time. And... A friend of mine told me about the Miami Rescue Mission. He basically told me, he goes, you know, you're on a crash course and, you know, the way you're headed, you're going to wind up dead. So and now did you come on your own then? I came on my own. Uh, I had a lot of reservations, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, my first month and a half basically here was odd. You know, well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to find out why that was odd. So don't turn that dial so we can hear what Francisco has to say as he entered the Miami Rescue Mission after really suffering with depression all those years. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with Francisco. He was in the middle of his story, told about those depression years, losing his two brothers and then his mother, and then just turning to alcohol for relief of that depression. Also, you had trouble with the marriage, and, and just all those things came flying at you. And then thinking, you know, is God really listening? So you came into the mission because someone told you, uh, go give it a try, and you left us with, it was kind of odd in the beginning, so let's pick it up there. Yeah, to me it was kind of odd because... Uh, you know, the comment that my mother had made to me about God and, you know, I got here and, you know, God is a very big part of this program. And, you know, I, at first I thought, you know, it, this is a coincidence. And now I realize that there really isn't any coincidences that, you know, God does have a plan for you. Uh, five days after being in the mission, I got up from the chapel floor one night and 
I didn't feel right. I felt like something was wrong and I just couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, one of the staff members, you know, asked me if I needed help and I said yes. He called fire rescue. It was a Friday night mm. and I woke up in the hospital. Mm. And the nurse looked at me and said, you know, oh, you're finally awake. And I said, yeah, you know, it's Saturday, right? And she says, no, it's Wednesday. Mm. And the doctor came in and he says, uh, you know, you've got a major problem. Your three main arteries coming from your heart are collapsing. Oh, wow. Uh, the next day, both of my daughters were by my side. Uh, I wound up having open heart surgery. Um, they only kept me for a day in the hospital after surgery. Oh my I goodness. came back to the mission oh. and I sat behind the uh, cafeteria, the kitchen, actually. And I watched the maintenance people, you know, trying to resolve a problem. When I found out it was air conditioning, which I've been doing for 39 years, you know, I basically talked them through it. You know, sitting Amazing. on the chair. Amazing. And, you know, uh, Mike Buncher told me, he goes, you know. Our industrial you're, director. You're, you're exactly what we were looking for. Wow. And, you know, I worked with the maintenance department for almost a year. Uh, letting God into my life has changed my perspective on everything. Hmm. Because before where I was short-tempered, they used to tell me I didn't have a fuse. Uh, now I find the patience to talk to people, regardless of it's what I want to hear or what I think they should say. You know, uh, I just I can't thank this place enough. You know, uh, the donors, the volunteers, the staff, you know, everybody does such a wonderful job. And if it wasn't for them, I would probably be either dead or under a bridge somewhere yeah now that's pretty you know when you think about where we can be and how god kind of just redeems us um at the right time when we finally came to the end of our rope and we're ready for that help because sometimes we can't be helped until we're ready absolutely you know i'm a firm believer that uh until you're ready until you decide it's not going to happen nothing that anybody says is going to change your mind well, Francisco, you do look amazing, um, and thank you for helping us with our maintenance and our air conditioning, and I'm sure in the upper part of the program, and you never know, you might end up being staff here, and uh, we just thank you. Listen, I'm going to ask the listening audience right now, pray for Francisco, pray for all the men and women that come to our centers for that desperate help. Uh, so many of them find that God does love them. He does have a plan for their life, and he is listening. So thank you, Francisco, for telling your story. Thank you for having me. What a great testimony from Francisco. You know, that that's what it's all about at our centers in Hollywood and Miami and what we've do, been doing for 99 years as we help those people that are experiencing homelessness and hopelessness is that people come in with different backgrounds. You know, being homeless, there's a lot of things that are common. It's like if a person has cancer, there's a lot of things that are common, unfortunately. But there's always the unique things that take place in a person's life. And sometimes when you're traveling and you see somebody sleeping on a bus bench or you see someone in a parking lot looking disheveled or a mom and her kids begging at a, at a intersection, 
And sometimes we can look at that and say, you know, I'm working hard and I try to do well and these people are just out here begging, but you don't know the whole story. And many times we just don't know the devastation that's taken place. Sometimes it is uh, because people are lazy, but that's very, very few times that I've encouraged. I've been here 30 years and that's not really been uh, the, the first reason people become homeless. Reason, normally it's because they've had a drug addiction or they've had a mental illness problem or they've, uh, they just had, they got into the wrong uh, lifestyle when they were younger, got into gangs and so on, and ended up in jail for many, many years and got out. We don't have a profession, don't know how to fit into society. Or women that are fleeing domestic violence, they just, they just can't take it anymore. And they'd rather be on the streets or sleeping in an abandoned car or, or in a building than being with someone who's going to abuse them. And they've run out of uh, avenues of help. So you really don't know. And so it is encouraging when you see people come in, basically just bringing their clothes they're wearing on their back. Uh, even with the moms that come in, sometimes they don't have very, very little for their children. And so uh, it's just just a blessing to be to see people just radically transform their lives and start looking to a bright future, even during this pandemic. You know, last year we still had over 600 people find jobs during the course of the pandemic. About 400 were found affordable housing. We have special groups uh, from volunteers and mentors in our programs. Uh, we have Girlfriends for Girlfriends that help uh, with affordable housing for the women that are leaving our programs that are with, with children. And then we have our mentoring group called Cover Girls, which is really mentors that go along, come alongside the women and help them with decisions, process, you know, maybe finances or finding a job, keeping a job. And then we have a group for men called uh, Home Run for the Homeless. And it's a great men's mentoring group for our upper phase uh, men that are in our programs is to kind of like sand them down, polish them up, to get them ready to go out in society and get their jobs and, and start resuming uh, a life, and even, most times a new life. Now, you can help us help those that are coming through our doors, even through this pandemic, uh, by supporting our Heart for the Homeless Month. This is February. Uh, we have one more week left and uh, to do this. And so you go to caringplace.org slash heart. That's caringplace.org slash heart. For $2.10, you can provide a delicious meal. And I've said this over and over again, that hope often begins with a meal at our centers, uh, both in Hollywood and in Miami. A lot of times people come to us not just because they uh, have no place to sleep, it's because they're hungry. They may be hungry and have no place to sleep, but they normally they haven't had a good meal in such a long while. And so we can start the engage the process of helping people uh, get back. I won't say get back on their feet because many of them have been off their feet for a long time, but help them start new lives. And you can be a part of that. That's caringplace.org slash heart. And if that's something that maybe financially you can't do, you can help us with our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive Go to caringplace.org slash mission hope. That's caringplace.org slash mission hope. And this is a place where you'll find how to get your purple bags. We're asking people in the community, we've done this every winter. It's been very successful to go to your local supermarket or place where you shop, look for the BOGOs, buy one, get one free, and fill those purple bags with hygiene products, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, razors, uh, and so on. And we use those items every single day and we hand them out in our community outreaches. Well, God bless you. I pray that you're staying safe. Uh, pray, stay positive and tune in next week right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers 
also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.